Oh, yeah, the corn. Fuck, dude. I know there's... I, you want to talk about corn? I like corn. What does this do wrong? We're now having to listen to this. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Metal Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I'm not patronizing you, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who has no room for the fornicator. It's Mark. <laughs> yep. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 1983's Children of the Corn, which was a jack pick, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil it, but that doesn't matter. You know what Children of the Corn is. And hey, we have a Patreon going, but we're not where your money should be going, so as it has been for over a year now, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to continue going to Feeding America. So you can go over to patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z and support the show at your level of choosing. Get some perks for your troubles and know your money's going better than somewhere better than our dumbasses. And if you don't want to do that right now or can't afford to or whatever, that's cool. We just appreciate you being here, hanging out with us, but try to do something you can for someone who needs it. Blacklivesmatters.card.co remains a good list of resources of ways you can help. And if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. So you know what that means, boys. It's time to do the getting drunk part. On that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake! Hi, Jack. What are your beers for these fears? You look very confused. I had to snap too, man. That felt like a very long intro to me. I don't know. <laughs> it was winding. There there were many a wound. Um, okay, this was a hard movie to beer for me. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh, thought about a lot of things. I ended up trying to find a milkshake IPA because milkshake, start of the movie, kid stuff, whatever. Didn't have any. Then Maybe that trend is dying, mercifully. But... What I did find was a beer by Lumber Beer Brewing there up in Spokane. And this is just called something that I'm sure we'll talk about. This is called So Easy. And the reason I'm drinking this is in celebration of the fact that the villains in this movie, for the vast majority of the runtime, would be so easy to defeat. <laughs> Threat level zero. Very nice. I like it. Well, Oh, I no, myself... a bunch of eight-year-olds. <laughs> And one 17-year-old. <laughs> one obscenely skinny 17-year-old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who he dominates without trying in like three seconds. He slaps him unconscious. Oh, God, I it's can't wait. So, he slaps him so many He's times. double his weight. <laughs> I went down to uh, the Beer Lab HI, which is a cool little uh, microbrewery. Uh, they do cool stuff. They're kind of like Barbarian. A little do less they, production than Barbarian here. Do they say I hi got to myself, you when you walk in? You're like, no. well, it's the beer lab. Hi. Mark, it's Hawaii. <laughs> I'm aware. Oh, I don't know. Okay. It was still, he was still doing a joke, Jake. I can't figure it out at this point. <laughs> You're having trouble today. <laughs> well. I got myself a white flag Saison, which is a farmhouse ale, a Saison, and made with corn. So double. Not only are huh. there farmhouses galore in this thing, you. but made with corn, and I'm really taking one for the team because I... Really don't like farmhouse saison, farmhouse ales or saisons. I don't think or, you can yeah, broadly say that saisons are such a wide swath of beers. I guarantee there's some that you would like. Uh, I can't remember having one I've liked. So, and this one I've just had a sip of it is no exception. We should go to a saison fest. No, uh, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> hard pass. I refuse. I pass on drinking beer. I would. I, I would. I mean, yeah, saisons were all that yeah. was. You available, would never say. Would you, would ne you would do it. You would do it. You would do it. If someone was like, "Here's a ticket that I paid for to go to this saison fest." Oh, by the way, the drinks are paid for. 
Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, I'd go. Fuck off. Exactly. Mark, what are your beers for these beers? Uh... Yeah, I kind of agree with Jake's take on this one. A little bit hard to hard to beer, but the other problem is I lived in Salt Lake for so fucking long that I've like the encyclopedic knowledge of all the beers that would have been available to me uh, had I still lived there, and I know a couple of ones that would have what? fit well. I mean, I probably would have gone very similar to what Jake did. There's that dangerous farmhouse ale that Two Row does. So that's Jack, first of all. That yeah, yep, I'm Jack. Yep, Unbel- dude. It's I mean, we're at like how seventeen years. Into what? Years that we've known each other? Oh, that we've known each other? How long have we known each other? I've known Jack for a long time. Yeah. I'm still getting to know you, bud. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways, back to it. The beer I actually did get um, is a Ceremony Hazy IPA. This is a belching beaver that they did in collaboration with the Deftones, their brewing project. Uh, This is a very Ceremony-oriented movie, particularly around whatever the fuck that douchebag 19-year-old's name is who's Malachi. A- Malachi. No, 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 no. That. His name's like Art oh, or something. Yeah, Amos yeah. or something Amos, like that. It's Amos. Yeah. Um, and he has the ceremonial pentagram carved into his chest because he's turning 19 and he's going to get sacrificed well, to the... They try to make it look carved once. Later, it just looks very clearly painted. Oh, yeah. The blood <laughs> in this movie is very clearly painted on. And then just as a backup, I have a cast out because similar reasons. Outlander! <laughs> yeah, I like Outlanders. It. Good yeah, work all around, boys. I think but- we'll be fine. Drinking beers and watching Children of the Corn isn't the only thing we've done in the horror world over the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world. So why don't we talk about it uh, by talking about what's been rocking our horror worlds, maybe starting with Lost Beers for Fears stuff? Yes. Cue that sound effect. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass. Jake, what has been rocking your horror world for which you lost beers for fears? <laughs> he I doesn't know. To, hold on. I need You're the pull. only one who has one to talk about. How is this? Po- well, I have a bunch. I haven't watched any of them. Yeah, time. exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is you're, you've got to be like over 10 deep in here and you're just choosing Probably. not to participate in the fucking game. I, I haven't accessed that document in over a month. I tried to get to you one this week. You have stuff from like this spring that you owe. I still have Mandy to watch on there. Yeah. I think that's the problem. We started loading up a few of those ones that like Jack actively doesn't want to watch, and now anytime he opens <laughs> the dog to me, he just goes fuck. Yeah, I think that's. I, th- I think that's probably what we're. The pro- he's gonna have a mountain of that type of movie though. Yeah. Mm. Well, he has a mountain of free time now. Well, Sounds he's like I need to choosing not more. to participate in the game. I'll get back in. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I still haven't watched Evolution, so that's. Over the, a year. the smiley, the three-eyed smiley face evolution. No, you told me to watch the French Evolution one as your recommendation to me oh. from 2019's Omnibus, and I still yeah, that movie's fucking cool and weird. I know, I need to watch it. And then I keep being like, oh, I can't, I, I don't want to watch a like. There was definitely a moment a couple weeks ago. I was like, I don't want to watch a foreign subtitled thing. Instead, I'm just gonna put on Squid Game. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense at the time. I have one, Jack. Okay, you counted yourself back in. <laughs> I don't know what you're cutting and what you're not, bro. I don't either. <laughs> to be honest. Just go. You got some stuff to cut. I have one. I have one movie that actually, interestingly enough, is the only one of the poll that I had created that received no votes, but I chose to watch that one anyway. So <laughs> Wait, hold the, on. Wait, what? So yeah. 
One of the so benefits you, so of making something that you've been beers for fears. Yes, it is. Here's why. One of the benefits of making the polls is when I lose and I haven't seen a lot of movies that came out in 2021, I can make that poll. Like here are three movies that Jake is definitely going to watch in 2021. Which one should I prioritize? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, well, okay. So that one, that was, I lost the, for the perfection, whatever. That was the poll I made. Quiet Place Part 2 won the poll. So I, I'm okay. obviously going to be watching it. Nighthouse was second. I'm obviously going to be watching it at some point. Was Nighthouse the one? The other one, don't worry about it. Okay. For like the next 30 seconds. The next one was Censor, and that received zero votes. Ah. Uh, I watched Censor. <laughs> uh, you just accused me of not playing the game, but you're actively watching I'm going to watch win. all three. I'm gonna, that's the whole <laughs> the point. Why, why are you talking about it in this segment? This isn't the movie you lost. Scatman's World. Because it's still it's related, related to Beers for Fears. Oh, my God. I'm doing it in this segment. You just don't want to have to cut in your dumb shit because I'm going to be the only one doing it. That's what you want. I'm talking about it here, Jack. Fuck you. I'm not you. the one who's out of order I watched here. Sen- I watched Censor. Um, Objection. Badgering the witness. Exactly. I'm the witness. I'm okay. being badgered. I don't like it. Stop badgering. Okay. I Wait, watched I Censor. Oh, my God. Stop talking. <laughs> Fuck. I watched Censor. It was... If you got a vibe from the trailer that says, like, hey, I'd be interested in watching this, then I think that you should go with that whim and and go ahead and watch this movie. It's well done. I think it's one of those that is certainly an indie movie. Someone had a vision. The whole video nasties kind of craze or scare that happened in particularly in the UK in the 80s was obviously the inspiration here and though the story kind of like centers around that what this actually is is like a bigger love letter to that style of movie because let's just say without trying to spoil too much it's it's some there's some art here and, and uh and, and like part of that is like kind of just like it's might, a video nasty <laughs> to a certain for the degree. listener who might not know video nasty was like an era where people were making a bunch of like schlocky gory wild exploitationy movies right? yeah exactly exactly so this centers around someone who is censoring movies during that time, uh, but it's also done with a kind of like deft touch, I would say, because they integrate some of the stuff that I think would be hallmarks of that style of movie very well. Uh, it's interesting. It's not like going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. It's pretty specific, a mood, but I think it's worth watching for sure. Would you recommend right. it to me? How did you watch it? Um, I'm trying to remember. My computer's like totally frozen. I think... I think it was on Shutter, but if it wasn't, then I rented it on Prime. It's also on Hulu. I'm fairly sure. Oh, no, that was it. I watched it on Hulu. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. I just fucking forgot. Nice. There you go. There's my out of order thing, Jack. Would you? Well, I mean, he's objectively right. This should not have gone. It should have. No, it, it should have. This isn't. This is. You didn't have to watch this for losing beers for fear. It should have. This is oh, such a weird Would you, you? Do you have one or do you have none either? I have none either. Fuck me. Would you. Jesus Christ, would you <laughs> recommend this movie to me, a person who likes fast-moving entertainment no. horror movies? Okay. <laughs> cool. Would I recommend it to Jack? Would you? I didn't ask um, that question. I'm asking. Oh. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I think so. It's interesting. It, it is on my list. Cool. It's on mine, too, but I've been avoiding it because I don't think it's a movie for me. Nice. Well, I'm going to keep Scatman like four or five times just for the inanity of Jake's mind this morning. I mean, I think you'd be well within your right, Jack, to just cut it in before he started talking about his movie. (laughs) I probably will. (laughs) Fuck y'all. Scatman's for days. 
All right, boys. I have four uh, movies to talk about this week. Where do we want me to go in the order? I have no idea what you two have watched. How am I supposed to... Oh, I see. Um, Go after me. Okay. And Mark, how many do you have to talk about? Three. Then Mark goes first. Mark, Jake, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. Okay. Uh, Um, So I'm also curious if we have some overlap here. But the first movie I watched was Gaia. Again, we're all. Oh yeah, I watched this too. Hell yeah, yeah. we're all trying to knock out our uh, our 2021 list. Gaia, Gaia uh, is a. I I kind of forgot what this was going in. I mean, I remembered that it was uh, the last. The trailer was very weird. Yeah, well, and so was the movie. So the movie was less weird than the trailer captured it. I think one of the strangest thing when you start this is the pacing on it seems very like I feel like when I turned it on I had to I mean I started it on a streaming service it started playing from the beginning and I knew that but I still checked like five minutes into the movie to make sure that it didn't somehow skip to like the middle of the movie because <laughs> just like the way um, this comes in I felt like I should have there should have been like some more scenes at the beginning and it's not necessarily take- a bad a bad thing it just drops you right into the middle of the story yeah. as it's if you like- don't remember this one jake this is the south african cordyceps yeah i remember it being movie. it looking like the effects would be pretty cool and they were yeah this they would be a good were. double feature with suit the super deep um is what mm-hmm. i have in my notes like this is along the same lines of the super deep but this is much more of an actual movie it's a little less cool on the effects it is has very cool effects, but they're less extreme and practical than the Super Deep. But it has more of a plot and is an actual movie more so than the Super Deep. These two good would go very well that? together. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, I think I would rather see Super Deep. That one captures me a little more. There's just the premise, I guess. Really? Both of them seem cool. I don't know. This one seems very cool. Well, uh, you saw it. So you don't have to say seems. You can just tell me if it was or wasn't. It was, and it seems cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I want. I liked it very much. Yeah. I. I. This one <laughs> grew on me. Uh boo, <laughs> boo. Um. But I. It's a bit. It's a bit slow at times. But honestly, uh, they they earn it with all of the stuff that they're doing on screen. This is as as Jack already kind of pointed out. This is a very practical effects heavy movie. Really, the only thing that's bad about the effects is you can kind of tell their CG budget was limited at times because there are things and that they can't do practically, and they had to animate it. And it was um, oh, it's better than Children of the Corn. I'll tell you that much. The, I'll tell oh, you the this. CG? They, 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 yeah, that's hard. One of the things they use CG for most is to visualize spores from fungi blowing into the wind, and they do that five or six times, and it always looks terrible. Well, and the, there's like a rapidly growing beanstalk thing at a couple points that also looks that's trash. very bad. But yeah. I mean, on balance, if we were giving this thing a rating, the effect score would be high, like a, high, at least an eight and a half or a nine. They do a ton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a very impressive visual movie that happens to have a. It's better than average story. This came out in 2021? Yes. It came out like a month ago or two months ago. It was like August, I think. Do I need to, wa- do I need to watch this? You'd like it. Do I need to watch it? You'd like it. Which would I like more? Between I think you'd like the Super, super deep? deep more. Yeah, you'd tough. like the Super Deep more. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be watching two before the end of the year. Super, I mean, this is, Gaia is objectively the better movie uh, of the it's two. It's a better film. Like, super like Deep. whole experience. Super Deep looks really good, but I think as I said at the time, the acting and writing are both independently bad, and together they're specially bad. Synergisms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Negative synergy. Anything else on Gaia before we move on, Jack? Uh, no, I really enjoyed it. That one's on Hulu. I think I said that already. 
Um, I also know for a fact that you have this one as well, Jack. So I'm just going to bang out your entire list as well. Paramount yeah, Paranormal buddy. Activity Next of Kin <laughs> on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> Yes. Here's the rub about this movie. The, it's not it's a paranormal, not a paranormal activity, activity, activity it's, movie. It's not at a paranormal all. activity movie at all. <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's just a found footage. I mean, the thing I wrote down is that this actually belongs more in the Resident Evil Four universe. Does than that it does. make it better? Because God, that series didn't have legs. No, because it's end. also not great. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, so that's the thing that that's the thing that I was gonna say is that's the rub here. If this movie didn't have paranormal activity on it, it was just called Next of Kin. And I walked into this thing not really knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. I think I would think that this is substantially better than I thought that it was. Yeah, I, I mean, you I attach a brand that. to yeah. it, and there's I, this. Ha- we've talked about this before. Like it happened a little bit, not necessarily in the same way, but with Cloverfield. Um. Anyway, for yeah. people who don't know, this presents itself as paranormal activity, ghosts in Amish country, but it isn't a paranormal activity movie at all. This is the quintessence of uh, James Wan and his co-producer bought the rights to this property, slapped the Paranormal Activity name on it. But unlike Cloverfield Paradox, where they threw in a couple of scenes and lines to try to tie it in, this one did none of that shit. Yeah, there's literally nothing tying it in. Again, I don't know that that's better or worse. Like... It's more. It makes me angry. If you, yeah, if you think about it, it's more annoying. But then yes. wa- go back and watch Cloverfield. Like, we talked about this. I, I think we have an episode about this one, too, don't we? Like yes, we, we talked about this on air, like that would have been a better movie if you had removed the scenes that fucking shoehorned it into paradox. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm not. Or, I'm not that sorry, mad they didn't shoehorn in. Yeah, um, I'm not that mad they didn't shoehorn in paranormal activity scenes. But but the the paradox there is they probably still get more viewers by having the brand attached. At least on the front. That's, that's what it's it is. The like, only reason I watched it. I haven't yeah, read exactly. a thing about this, but I wouldn't be surprised if like this is the attempt to continue this brand is by taking potential, like, it's almost like an anthology opportunity, right? Like, where you could slap paranormal activity is, like, just this style of thing. Onto a found footage But what do you mean? Onto a found footage, like, something is haunted at this place, and they aren't necessarily connected. I don't know, because I haven't seen the movie, but you know what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying, but this wouldn't, I can't, the set of criteria you'd have to have for this, like, to be, I don't understand, it would just be movies. (laughs) No, it's more specific than that, Found footage supernatural. That's happening in Uh, a house. The other thing that's bad about this movie is this is a found footage movie, but... and this is one of the worst offenders of shifting perspective mm. between found footage and then when it wants to, just an omniscient narrative camera that sucks. to show stuff and random scenes. It happens all the time, and it's infuriating. They introduce a drone cam. I guess that's the thing. Like Each each movie in the Paranormal Activity franchise has to introduce a new camera yeah. style element thing. And this was drone. This was They did two. They did drone, and they do uh, high-speed, like slow-mo stuff. But they also do, when they're at dinner, uh, the camera's sitting on a table filming it, and then they just pan around the dinner table for no fucking reason, even though no one's picked up the camera, because they wanted a cool shot past a candle. Like, they they do not pay at all attention to this continuing to be found footage throughout it. So, in any case, this would be a much better movie if it didn't have paranormal activity attached to it, even though there's literally no paranormal activity tie-ins. Yes, but it's still not a good movie. Yeah, I think I went in with low expectations, um, and I, I think if you, like... Totally go in blind, and you don't have an attachment to the Paranormal Activity franchise. This movie, I don't know, it's fine. It's a decent thing for what it is, but uh, there will there definitely are some things that they do wrong and that will bug you, as Jack was just talking about. Yep, that's available on Paramount Plus, one of like three movies that that service has. <laughs> <laughs> um, lastly, P 
PG Psycho Gorman, uh, which nice. I know is not on nice. Jack's list, but I know both of you guys have seen it, and this was definitely on my to-do list by the end of 2021, which is available on Shudder. Um, <clears throat> this is... Well, you guys have talked about this at length now. It's a lovingly crafted nightmare <laughs> of practical effects. Um, it's like it's watching a Power Rangers movie with all of the like it's way so too gory good. rejects that couldn't quite make the cut. Um, Not it's quite. such a fucking weird, weird thing. It's so weird. I... I <laughs> Yeah, I truly love it and hate it at the same time. I and zero part of me hates it. Uh, what? Yeah, not really. H- hates not really the right word, but it's just like I am just so baffled by it. Why? It is. <sighs> it's such a specific thing. <laughs> it's so specific, but the thing that it's specific, like the the like cartoonish violence applied to a children's movie vibe, is cool. But then also, they have this fucking music video in the middle. It's so that good. I hate. So good. And oh my god! I hated I that hated too. It. And also the the writing on this, like from a just plotting perspective, is poor. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, th- I think they're going for a, yeah. a vibe, and also 100%. when your lead actors are eight and twelve or whatever. I thought sure. they all did just fine. Yeah, they, they did, did pretty just good. Fine. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, I guess the like tertiary actor um was replaced by a, a giant brain. foam brain halfway through so that's good too <laughs> uh this is an extremely fun movie and i think we all would recommend you go watch this absolutely so go it's watch delightful. pg psycho gorman it's, it's fucking weird <laughs> i like it jake what do you have to talk about um so i watched a movie called censor yep you maybe you've heard of it uh this is the right segment to talk about this in right oh my god uh, I only watched two other movies. Uh, okay, go. And they were both on Halloween. They were both rewatches because I had the opportunity to watch the movies on Halloween while kids are trick-or-treating and stuff, and we haven't had the chance to record a, a rocking horror world since then. Uh, first up in the, the double feature was Monster Squad because Monster Squad. Hell yeah. So uh, a couple of our friends here um, hadn't seen it. It came up at like a trivia we did at one of our local breweries, and they were like, what movie is this? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you need to see it. So we watched it with them, and then the second one is it was getting later, less trick-or-treaters, something that wasn't necessarily for, like, horror people, but was Halloween-related and ramped it up for Monster Squad, which low bar. Uh, Trick-or-treat. Hadn't seen that in a few years. Uh, so I presented that one as the, the back half, and it was received well because it's a super fun movie that's well done and has a lot to offer. Anthologies are like we've talked about. Mostly, if you don't like a segment, just sit around because you might like the next one. And I think the whole way that trick-or-treat is constructed um with everything interweaving so much made it feel a little bit less like that to especially to the people that i was watching with my my wife and our friends because they didn't really understand how it was all supposed to be connected until the very end and then they thought it was super clever uh and That's they're all awesome. strong so it's just a good movie yeah it's i was gonna a ask good movie <clears throat> anthology series are uh, anthology movies are weird to watch with people who aren't like big on horror because they don't exist in other genres really. not really i can name i mean there's that whatever that movie what like, like movie 43 or whatever that's the only one i can think of that was a genre they're by like, far the most prevalent horror. it was like comedy but yeah i mean i remember watching trick-or-treat in college and really disliking it because it was like what the hell is this nothing nothing's connected this is the most like ponderous meandering narrative that nothing mm. 
Well, I mean, connected is loose. It's just like all this stuff happening and around these people. That right. Are it's, interconnected. it's highly connected for an anthology. But yeah. if you, it's almost like connected if, enough. If you think of it's a narrative. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, they didn't not, understand. if you're not yeah. familiar with the anthology right. structure and you go into that movie, which I wasn't and did, uh, you're like, sure. what the fuck did I just do? And I actually <laughs> sold it as an anthology. So that's kind of interesting because I was like, this is an anthology. And then like 20 minutes in there, like, what do you mean it's an anthology? Like what, what's happening? Right. Interesting. And, yeah. And then, and I was like, it is. Trust me, it's, it's like a bunch of short like, movies all tied together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So it went over relatively well then with them. Once By the end, it, it was a, obviously as I was able to watch them evolve during their their view of it. It was a more challenging watch than some others because of the way it's constructed. But by the end, they really liked it. Okay. So I think that they would go back for like a second viewing and knowing what's happening there. I mean, this is a rewatchable movie anyway. But knowing kind of how that works, I think they'd have more appreciation for it the whole way through. What's the last segment in Trick or Treat? Is it the is it when Sam's in the bus driver's house? Yeah, he he leaves, and then the kids from earlier, like the actual ones that were in the bus, like showed up on his doorstep. Okay, it yeah, was yeah. kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. I like that. So uh, that's well, that's where I'm at for now, guys. It's very solid. Well, Jake, I'll use that as a transition because I too had a Halloween night uh, watch. My lovely wife requested we watch Hocus Pocus. She loves that movie. Yep. I enjoyed that movie as well. We watched Hocus Pocus on They're Halloween making a night. sequel. Very very fun. They yeah, are. that just came out. I wonder what they're going to do with Sarah Jessica Parker's character in that because one thing I did not remember about how Hocus Pocus was how absurdly sexualized her character is a in lot. that movie and like the corset and cleavage they'll do stuff they'll do less with her they'll do a less. lot less uh, yeah, but that's her whole character jack just to clarify you mean information just came out a picture just came out okay uh, i just didn't know what you mean by that just came out oh yeah because like the movie's not out what no it's it. not out it's okay. gonna be out for like a year and a half still or something okay cool i think yeah um, that didn't yeah, seem one way we so, just like slip by us <laughs> no um either way hocus pocus very good can recommend it um cool. okay besides paranormal activity next akin and gaia i watched a couple of them and uh had very different feelings about both of them the first one was old the M. oh Night the Shyamalan, Shyamalan movie movie yeah this is available on google play for <clears throat> five bones um uh, <laughs> this movie is fucking wild <laughs> i need to see it like I, in a good way i, I want to watch it i so didn't bad. hate it but it is so fucking stupid it is mind-boggling. Well, like, we take... have a uh, we have we have another M Night Shyamalan movie coming up here soon. That we can talk What's about that? how fucking Lady in the Water. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that might me. be next week. Um, maybe this movie is like if you take everything that doesn't make sense about the happening and ramp that up by two hundred percent, you get this movie. There are some genuinely tense, frightening sequences. It is a cool concept. Parts of it play out well. As a whole viewing experience, it doesn't work on almost any level uh, as a movie to sit down and watch from start to finish. But I didn't hate it. It's very weird and very stupid. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what to ask about this one. I mean, I, I've seen yeah, nothing good about it since it released. It's a movie it's about a beach you go to that you get trapped at. No, and I'm, grow I'm familiar old. with how, the synopsis. How intelligent can the plot be? <laughs> more than apparently it is <laughs> okay fair the kid from hereditary is going for it though acting wise fine going for it oh like he's, he's, he's acting being, he's putting yeah he is acting that's too much it is I, too much he's playing down. a little kid right Pops he's playing down, like a five-year-old doing too much 
Yeah, that's a challenging thing. I that was the biggest alarm that went off in my head when I was watching it doesn't that trailer. Work great. Was just it like, there's no fucking well. way this is gonna come across. But I didn't well. hate having watched this movie. It, but be you turn your brain all the way the fuck off because oh, I'm good at that. I do that fundamentally most of the time. stupid. <laughs> most of I, the time. I I mean I, right now I'm running at what like 15 percent max. <laughs> What's normal? <laughs> eh, I don't know. Am I sleeping? No, a normal awake brain. Wait, what? <laughs> normal awake brain? Mark, you're in a simulation regardless, so are you sleeping? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know, 30? Am I like mowing the lawn? Like 30%. Dude, you're, like just be just average, average awake brain. Oh, I don't know, 30%? You're going to say 30 no matter what, aren't you? Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm moving on, awake. I'm moving on, Very I'm done. I'm no longer The last one I have to talk about, <laughs> I think this is on both of your lists. Is it? I will recommend it stay on both of your lists. This is when I rent it on Prime. It's called My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. I mean, okay. it's like fringe um, list. It's like, okay. you know how like there's so rankings in college football or whatever, for example, or like here's the rankings. And then there's also receiving votes teams. It's like I one of those. It's like one of those that's like almost on my list. Okay. I've heard but, good okay. things about um, it. Though. It is very good. It's now very it's well made. It made me feel very strange. It's a really like you can't. This is one of these movies that you can't fault any aspect of its creation but it's it's oh what did it make it you feel uh kind of depressed and kind of just like throughout the whole thing kind of the way that watching there's um, not really a word for it in english Malays? american american movie made makes me feel like that kind of like yeah bluish gray west yeah. skies are like Ugh. yeah kind of like that um, Probably back this off my list. Also, very just physically darker. <laughs> not not looking for that feel right now. Yeah, it's. I mean, for people who don't know, this is about um, a, a brother and sister caring for their very sickly younger brother, who is, I mean, a vampire. It's not a spoiler to say he's a vampire. Um, it's in the trailer, I believe. Um, it's very very weird and strange, and I am glad I watched it, but I don't think I will ever watch it again. What'd you say you watched it on? <laughs> Uh, I rented it on Prime. Okay, four bucks or something. Nice. Uh, but this is a, it. Made me feel. It made me feel a lot of things. It made me feel intensely weird. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to your shrink about it. <laughs> I watched this movie and now I have an emotion that I don't know how to describe. <laughs> I do. It's like all of a sudden I can see a color I didn't realize existed. <laughs> Help. That's all I've got. Let's go to the feature presentation. That's what they want you to think. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1983's The Children of the Corn. 84? I think 84. It's 84 um, on the, the the Googles. Sounds right to me. Sure. I you, said this you said three well, earlier. You said three earlier. Well, I don't fucking know, do I? I wasn't alive. Okay, talk. This was a jack pick. Yeah, talk. Um, I picked this movie. I happen to know all three of us have seen this. I would wager multiple times. I've seen it once before, I think. Maybe twice. Okay. I think just once. Uh, yeah. I mean, this one I saw like in elementary school. This was already kind of like a joke, funny, stupid, campy horror movie to rent. Do you think that's how it was stupid fun with perceived? Yeah, that's how I perceived it. That wasn't when not how it was in my book. That wasn't my life. Uh, For me, it was just like one of the movies that my parents had on those like the VHS double features that they like taped when HBO was free for a week. So like (laughs) I've seen it a few times. Okay. Um, yeah, no, for me, this one was clearly, like, understood amongst me and my friends to be, like, this is a very stupid, dumb, campy movie we're going to watch and laugh at. Hmm. I Yeah, I watched this with um, some friends of mine from high school, one of whom was Luke, and he was, he's the type of kid who really appreciates, um, like, he, he loved 
actual film. Like all he'd always watch like all the best picture nominees. Uh, in elementary school? No, this was in like junior high, high school that we did that. It was probably like ninth grade, something like that. Okay. Um, so anytime we went to see other, we'd go to a lot of movies together. And if it wasn't like a very well made good movie, he'd still enjoy them. Like I remember going to Peter Jackson's King Kong, and he was just <laughs> laughing the entire time, just like cackling at stuff because that's a preposterous movie. But I fell in love with Naomi Watts's character. I forget <laughs> her name. <laughs> um. Anyways. Jesus Christ, that completely derailed me. Oh, I watched this with him. <laughs> it's your story. I, w- yeah, but then we started singing about Peter Well, Jackson's Jack did. Um, Watches Chi Chan Chong King He's going to derail you again. I know. Don't let the derailing happen. So I watched this with him and a bunch of my other friends. Jack, you might have been there. I can't remember if you were there or not. Um, but it was, it was a good... I had never seen it, and I didn't really know what it was about. Uh, so it was like a combo of... I took everything less seriously when I was watching with him because he felt compelled to point out every possible, like, doofy, dumb thing that the movie did. But also... Well, that's a lot in this movie. It is. But also, (laughs) and I will probably be the defender of it on this episode as well, I think this movie does a lot that's right. So there's, like, some good horror elements here that I liked at the time, and then also just, like, basically the Mystery Science Theater 3000 treatment happening on the other side of me. That's fun. Uh, no, Mark. I mean, I picked this movie. I do like this movie. It's just, it's a very weird thing that exists. You can like movies for different reasons, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Unacceptable. <laughs> well, boys, I picked this movie. Yeah. That means I'm going to have to do the 30 second plot sure synopsis. Does. I'm hoping one of you has 30 seconds on the goddamn. Uh, I mean, oh, I have me. a new phone. I don't actually know how Talk. to do this. I'm thing doing yet. it. It's fine. Bert and Vicky are moving across the country, so Bert can start his new job as a doctor in Seattle. When they're going through Nebraska, they just absolutely obliterate a little kid on the highway. They <laughs> claim he was murdered to absolve themselves of his murder. Um, and as you do. it turns out it's he came from a town where kids have killed all the adults to sa- satisfy a being named Ewoks behind the rose. Um, they fight these children and eventually burn the cornfield and escape and, I guess, adopt two of the kids who didn't believe in he who walks You basically the just rose. kidnapped them. Yeah. Um, time. Is that it? Do I have... <laughs> that was time. We I got through it. Uh, my brain heard Ewoks behind yeah. the rose. Well, you said a being who walks, a being called he who he, walks. Yeah. And I definitely heard you say Ewoks. Ewoks behind the rose. Yeah. To Ewoks a piece behind of the Ewoks rose. behind the rose. <laughs> Which is awesome. I mean, maybe. <laughs> you never really see it. Supposedly it was... I mean, if you... If you I mean, this the is IMDb obviously trivia. canon to Tremor. So... <laughs> If you read the IMDb <laughs> trivia, they were originally going to animate the thing, but they ran out of money, and it was going to be basically like a giant green praying mantis type animal really? thing. Yeah, I'm I mean, happy. I think, I, I think I'm. I think I'm injecting praying mantis. I don't think they said praying mantis. I'm it's, happy it's, they didn't. Yeah. I believe it's an insectoid creature from the short story. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh my god! Of- can we just do it? Can we just do it? Can we just well, do it's it? Just, it's based on a Stephen King short story. It's a good short story. And you read it when? I don't know. In 1997. Oh, okay. So it's been a while. I haven't reread it recently. So you're, okay, so you're not going to talk about it. You were not. No, I'm not going to talk God, about it. Thank fuck. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to blow the whistle? I Jesus thought. Christ. I kind of thought that might be what you wanted me to do. I, you were saying let's get it out of the way, and I was like, okay, I was going to blow the whistle. Oh my so God, go. you could. To be honest, fuck. No, we're not okay. there yet. Okay. Okay. Fucking. Why? Race, okay. You were going to do it until Did- I asked a second time, and then you were like, actually, no. Is that what just happened? I mean, I was going to do it as a joke, but now we're explaining the joke, and it wouldn't be funny if I did it. You should do it as a joke because then you've joked the jokester out of it. This is a very weird movie. Ah, oh, God, we, we can't get there yet. Okay. Uh, we at first, boys. I, uh, Wait, were you going to do a nitpick? Loose. No, 
I was going to do, uh, I just wanted to talk about it generally, uh, its budget, etc. But we have to talk about what in the fuck subgenre is a horror this fits into, except for a creepy kid, because I'm picking that one. Sure. Creepy kid. Um, you know what's Cult. funny? Um, I feel like we now have uh, enough, I mean, not now, because this was made in 1984, but I would say at this point, I'm kind of considering corn maze no. as no. a setting to be a subgenre. So it'd be settings are not genres. Like, I agree with first Jake. of all. Uh, sort of. Most of the time, you could convince me in maybe a couple. I would. I mean, people getting fucked with in the woods is is a setting. A setting yes, that's thing. that was thing prime. This would be a sub subcategory of people getting fucked. I'm with I'm just in the trying woods. to figure out where it is on the family tree. That's all. People getting fucked with in the cornfield. I buy that. You got you got Joyride. You got this. You got that one that just came out with uh, Patrick Wilson in it. Whatever the hell that was called. In the tall yeah. grass. In the tall grass. That was pretty good. Also, Stephen King short story. Also, I don't think that was... I guess that was just grass. I mean, to corn, a certain but... degree, Quiet Place would fall into that category. Mm-hmm. I, I think what it is, is it's, it is people getting fucked with in the woods, but then you just have to clarify that in this case... It's this like, is not... It, this is not that. This doesn't fit okay. that category. Okay, good. Um, yes. that, that's when it could be a yeah. subgenre, but this doesn't fit into that. We're moving, we're moving past this because this is ridiculously stupid if I actually think about it. Okay, you what heard, if this movie you, do right? You, no, no, no. You said it, though. The other thing could be Colt. Yeah, Colt. Yeah. It was just getting cross-talked to hell, so Colt. Absolutely. Um, what does this movie do right? Here's where I want to talk about the budget, because this is a very strange thing that exists. This is Stephen King's, like, fifth, sixth movie based on his work uh, that he was involved in the production of with some fucking bangers on there, right? Carrie and The Shining and Cujo all did insanely well at the box office, and the budget on this was eight t- or 800 grand, like a relatively very small budget. Compared to his some of his prior stuff. That, okay, and, that was the, there was your connective tissue. Okay, wh- yeah. what was the does right about that? You're just you just said a fact. I think it works pretty well for for its very small budget, and it made sixteen or eighteen million. Yeah, wh- what it did right was make money. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, they do it. I mean, it's funny because they do a lot on their budget, but also just reading through like the the factoids on this thing, it factoids sounds like they false. cut back a lot of things. Like Mark, they, not to nitpick you. I know, exactly factoid means a false fact. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I hate people. Really the factoid, the a factoid's a fucking factoid. Don't give me the, don't, don't get out of here. Wait, don't get out of here. You, you just don't like the definition of that word? Yes. Oh, flammable and inflammable mean the same thing because morons used it for so long. They had to change the definition. Irregardless. <laughs> we need to move on. <laughs> okay. What else does this movie do right, Mr. Irregardless? Why are you doing it like that? Jake is why stunned. Are you, why yeah, are you doing it like that? Why are you doing it like that? I was still under the impression we were going to talk about the thing that Jack was on. Oh, well, then do that. I wasn't what ready. What else do you want to talk about that? I wasn't ready. Well, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my thought. I was just trying to help. I was just trying to help you. <laughs> or him. Who was I trying to help? Weird energy today. <laughs> Who was I trying to help? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, I'll put no, some I, music in this category. I think the music rules. I don't really recall the music. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I could name a single song from If it this. was 10% more in the music department, we'd call it like too whimsical, like from that del- from the orphanage sure. or something like that. I mean, but that I think is it, too whimsical. It fits the tone of the movie very well, and it also kind of swells creepily. It's pretty good. I like it. Okay, okay. I So one of the things that I think that this does right is I actually have 
no issues with the lead performances. I was gonna one of the ones I had written down was pre Terminator Lim- Linda Hamilton. I actually don't know if it's technically pre Terminator because they both um, came out in eighty four, but I think it's pre, isn't it? They both came out in with Terminator Linda Hamilton. So this, well, maybe it's post. I mean, early much, career Linda Hamilton. How much work in post would Terminator require compared to this? A lot. I wonder more. when it was filmed. I'm sure I don't know. You the can't original Terminator One is less think, so. Yeah, two was the real tour de force. Yeah, well, two is fucking one of the best action Sarah movies. Sarah Connor. Either way, yeah. So Linda Hamilton does a phenomenal s- job. Contemporaneous to Terminator, Terminator does a good job. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I think that like she does a good job. Peter Horton, who plays Bert, the main the main lead, I think he does a good I, job as well. I also really dig his character. It's real Micah from Paranormal Activity vibes or Mika. He's such a dick. Mika. <laughs> he is kind of a dick, but he, I, he's I kind of love him. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's got Mika vibes, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, I think they do a really good job, and I think that it is Mika. worth mentioning that they could there there could be an element of like they're just acting across from like these kids, and then like the most craziest fucking worst gas station attendant ever. So there's not <laughs> it's a low bar. <laughs> They look real good by comparison to everyone else on screen, but at the same time, I do think that they turn in good performances here. Yeah, the uh, the gas station guy is an interesting little subset of this movie. <laughs> very peculiar, that guy. While we're on the acting and does right, here's where I, I actually like <laughs> Isaac as a as a villain for this thing. I think the kid who plays he's him, fine. the actor's name is John Franklin. He's fine. He's so arch, and he's doing yeah. so much. He's... And I kind of love it. He's really acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's playing like a 16-year-old or whatever. He is... How old was he when they filmed this movie? Do you know? I know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I would guess he was 14. He's 24. What? Yeah, that's 24-year-old. They aged him down somehow? Or does he just look like that? I don't know. He just looks like that. Okay. He, I mean, he he still looks pretty young for people who might. He's he played uh, on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Charles Boyle's cousin, Christina Boyle. Oh God, that's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. That's really funny. Um, I would not have. Okay, okay. so he was twenty. Okay, so oh, he looks exactly like him. I'm less impressed now. Uh, but they do. I mean, they do a lot to age him down as far as like the. The clothes he wears, he's he must be a pretty short and person as well. He's tiny. He's five foot tall as an adult. Okay, yeah, there you go. Five even. Yeah, but he does he does do a great. I I think the him, the pairing of him and Malachi, uh, well, make nothing it, about Malachi can ever be associated with this section of the podcast. So I'm sorry. Well, I can't co-sign that. <laughs> he's pretty fucking sucks. funny, dude. He he's pretty, pretty funny. funny. I I think that you could associate that element of his character <laughs> with this part of the podcast. In fact. I'm going to go on record in saying that I enjoy that this movie has Malachi <laughs> come at me. Yeah, Malachi. I, I think that I actually think that this is one of the things the movie does really well is the gang of teenagers. <laughs> we fully okay. We're fully there. Everything's great. Every you everything. pointed it out. It's yeah. so easy to subdue them, but like in a world where if you whatever they surprised it, if you can fiat that the surprise attack was successful yeah. and all of the sure all of the adults that were first killed, scene, including yeah. armed police officers, but whatever the blue man. <laughs> But once the, once that society now exists, run by children, yeah. Malachi is a very imposing force, and Isaac as the head like arch villain works really really well. And then I think the thing that's funny about that is, you know, two adults show up, and they are able to again surprise attack them, get them separated, surprise one of them and capture her, and then as soon as Bert fights them directly. He fucking wallops them, <laughs> which like, is exactly how it would go. Post like, haste, it's it's. I mean, literally like two seconds to complete domination. Yeah, it is Bert awesome. would beat them, but Bert is also 
invincible in this movie. He takes an eight inch knife all right the way to the through heart. a lung. Yeah, right, <laughs> right through, through right his through lung. The scapula. <laughs> and is 100% Yeah, he's fine. running like, 30 seconds later. Yeah, and then afterwards he has a little bit of a limp because of it for some reason. <laughs> and, <laughs> and some pain. Well, it probably twisted his he's ankle. He's just taking damage, Jack. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, serious, he does trip. Injury. He does full yard sale I'll, trip twice in his three. Twi- I'll give Malachi this. The line, we have your woman. She still lives is awesome and <laughs> flabbergastingly stupid. Everything. <laughs> Fuck, this movie's a 10, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's the best 90 minutes ever put to film. Stupid. In some ways it is, Mark. In some ways it is. Um, yeah. Name a better Malachi. That you've ever seen on screen, Malachi Strand, the Fuck, big bad really? from the Longmire TV show. Yes, he's amazing. Uh, name Jack. Whatever, you're not fun, dude. God, <laughs> don't answer my question, <laughs> Jack. You're difficult to be around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, the other thing is the world building of the town is very solid. I don't know if they actually shot in a ghost town. I don't think they did, but yeah, it's cool. They I do. Agree. They do a good job of that, and then also things like being overgrown with corn and stuff as you go in there. It's a great touch. You have okay. the scene when I think it's Linda Hamilton is like in the post office or something. Maybe it's maybe it's Bert. I can't remember who's doing it, but they're like it's walking because she stays with the girl. Oh yeah, that's right. It's like before she gets kidnapped, he's going into town to look for people, yeah. and he's walking through like the post office or whatever. And there's like crazy fucking paintings on the wall. I love that. Actually, that's one of the things. And there's a, there's a sheriff's uniform like stuffed with corn. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, dude. and the blue man in the field. Like there are elements of this that are legitimately really cool. creepy. Like seeing like yeah. the corn Jesus painting is that to me is like the most. Would you believe that was there before reminder. the kids took over? Excuse me? Would you, would you believe that was there before the kids took over? Yes. Okay. They're not, they can't be that good. Have you ever seen kids? Like, they're so bad at well, art. I mean, they're specifically, like, not allowed crayons or drawing, so how are they going to paint? Well, the girl draws stuff. Yeah, she's, yeah but it's she, contraband. They get in trouble for that. Except she's, that she's allowed. Seer, no, so she's, she's allowed okay. to do whatever she wants, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if these people aren't allowed to do art, then how the fuck did a corn Jesus appear? It has they're to have been there to before. Do, they're allowed to do religious art, Mark. But not with crayons. No, they're allowed. That to was do probably, the art. That was probably. They're allowed to do the art, but they're not allowed to use artistic implements to do so. That was probably a lipstick, dude. Oh, maybe. Okay. Sure. It was like lipstick and corn, and it was religious. It was for the purposes of him. Hey, I've got something else. This movie does right. Him this who movie walks behind gets the, the fuck <laughs> going. This movie wastes no time with kids just slaughtering. I love a the narration the too. I it's thought he was wild. weird. <laughs> they I had, just I started to... killing everyone. He was I actually had the narration in Does Middle day. for a different reason, but I agree with you that at the beginning it adds a lot to it, and it's kind of wonderful. The little kid just being like, "I always thought he was weird." While they're slaughtering it's adults, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, while they're while it's they're wild. cyaniding it's... coffee. My God, yeah. it's so good. Jesus, it is. It's... So this is interesting that you said this earlier, Jack. That you can't really spoil uh, Children of the Corn. But talking to Jake about this yesterday, both of us had completely forgotten aspects of this movie. I. Yeah really thought i mean i remember the supernatural elements and i guess i had combined this with uh children of the damned or whatever the hell the name of that uh movie was where i damned. thought i thought the er- i thought the opening scene was all of the all of the parents killing themselves like being forced oh. to by oh, a supernatural man. entity but i no. think that's the- i think that's from the dunwich cuckoo or whatever the hell that was called yeah, probably. Uh, the other, I mean, th- this is that's like what these movies became about, right? Each sequel has a more and more intense children slaughtering adults opening sequence. Really? 
There's yeah. a TV show too now. I haven't seen any of the films other than this one. There's a Children of the Corn TV series. I think so. Huh. I, I did not know. I don't know, man. My computer's not working, so like Although all my notes. A, there was a remake that came out like last year or something. I read on oh, the but it was a movie. I had, did not remember. It was a movie though. I guess I thought it was a series for some reason. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, in any case, I that was one of the interesting. I mean, it's not really something the movie does right, but it was something I enjoyed about the movie on my watch this time was that it was way more like realistic, not realistic violence, but like actual physical violence instead of supernatural stuff that I wasn't really expecting. And I don't remember any supernatural stuff. Like I didn't remember (laughs) that there was a graboid. Yeah. So (laughs) so walk us through that. You're watching it. And then, I mean, the first time that I had an indication that it was going to be a little different than I remembered was, I think the gas station scene when it had like, it was not subtle enough to be like, just stylish like all the way the the way the sky was moving like all sped up in comparison mm-hmm. i was like okay this is obviously a conscious choice and this is gonna be a little bit different than i remember but i i i so the first time i saw the graboid like crawling through the ground i was just like <laughs> i was <laughs> i was in i was so in combining you, that you with what i remember of the movie was a ride <laughs> then you especially liked the bees made of VCR static crawling onto Isaac. Oh God, save it for a later. <laughs> I save mean, it for later, Jack. Yes, I did like it in a certain way. <laughs> this is turning it. This is kind of stupid because it's turning into one of those movies where I kind of love all the things I hate about it a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, that, there's that. a reason this movie survived for as long as it did. Yeah, it for sure. And it has security. potentially a TV show. I still can't figure it out. It is out very charming. It's a, it, there's a 2020 movie called. The okay. Show that's Thank you for doing this service. I yes. I, I do think we're I'm just gonna circle back on this. Setting something in a cornfield or in a place that is like where your vision is inherently limited, uh, is is very claustrophobic and interesting. Cornfields like are great. The early scene with Joshua, is that his name? The guy the kid who's running away who then gets pulverized by the vehicle. I don't know. Probably irrelevant. It does it's, not matter. I think yeah. it's Joshua. Is is really fucking good. As he's like running through, like kind of looking gets around the corn, fucking obliterated. Malachi like stalks him. The the er, the later scene when Linda Hamilton has gone back to the car and is told to like lock the doors and wait, and Bert walks in to get the briefcase, and Malachi walks out and just stares at the car for like ten seconds, and then they creepy. trade places again. Super fucking creepy. It's so good. You can just disappear into the stocks like that. It's great. I love it as a setting. Should be a sub. Very much so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Anything else? C- nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you have anything in middle? Yeah, I have the narration in middle because I like one, I like, I like it, it at the beginning. I think it's good. They use it a lot, but then they immediately abandon that structure of storytelling and never revisit it for the rest of the movie, and it's very strange. I had so this is what I had written down here. They really only have one move until you get to the end. The end goes buck wild once shit hits the fan, but the basic, I, after the cold open with all of the adults getting slaughtered, from the time you meet Bert and what's actually, I keep saying Linda Hamilton, what's her actual name in this? Vicky. Anybody? Vicky? Yeah, it's Vicky. Once once you meet Vicky and Bert, there's basically just like the one move that the thing does where it feels like you're being followed and like stalked through the town. And I do think that that works very, very well to build tension throughout the movie, but there's not like, there's not a lot of variety in what they're doing here. Yeah, there's so many shots of like, kid steps into frame right in front of the camera. You're like down kind of like at knee level and you see the weapon they're holding at their side. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I mean, so many times. And then kid steps out of frame. 
Kid steps out of frame. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's That's a lot, lot of that bad. for sure. Yeah. That's all I had in does middle. Yeah, I don't think this is really it does as evidenced by the earlier statement. What I love about what I love about this movie I love and what I hate I kind of also love. So, it's not a very <laughs> middling movie. Maybe maybe the anyway. maybe the the mechanic gas station guy belongs no. in here. Why? No, okay, he why? Okay, why? Uh, so. cuz I I he's I don't know, he changes the energy up. That's Deal. Sure. See, so that you're describing exactly what I define as I hate it so much I love it. Yeah, okay, maybe, yeah. Everything yeah, about his involvement like in this film maybe. is preposterous. Hey, I just I just murdered a child. Oh, yeah, you should drive to the next town. Why eh? is it Wisconsin? Why are we in Wisconsin <laughs> now? Know, Nebraska's close to Wisconsin. Closer. Then they don't sound like that. What? They don't sound like, oh, yeah, you betcha, or any of that stuff. This isn't Fargo, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, the corn. Fuck, dude. I know there's... <laughs> you want to talk about corn? I like corn. What does this do wrong? We're now having to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Do you guys uh, want to do most a of the effects stuff? Me looks the fucking bad. show me the, the way. It's the gas station attendant, man. Also him. It's yeah. horrible. Like what the absolute fuck is the involved? Think about that. They roll into frame. They just want some info. He's a very weird asshole. And then it, it continues to ramp up. You think it's going to just be like they bail. But it, I, I think what I hate slash love about it the most is like immediately after that, he has his confrontation with Malachi and friends. And he is just like, I'm going to walk into this barn and rage. <laughs> and that's the, the, the stupidest thing about that is he gets lit up, dude. <laughs> He gets fucking murdered. 260 pound no motherfucker. Sense that Bert then just bitch slaps this kid. He's like, I'm going to fucking just like take you down like it's nothing. After this gas station tent gets worked so hard. It's so stupid. It's all about he the surprise slaps attack. the kid unconscious. <laughs> he just hits him. It's, it's so dumb. It is so dumb. I love it. Oh, oh I have to take my sweater off. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, Jake's uh. getting like beat red over here. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, uh, all good points. All good points. Especially because, um, like, he, why does he assume that they're immediately escalating to violence? Too. He walks in there, immediately arms himself, even though he held up his end of the deal. And to his credit, he was right. But well, I mean, he because he saw them murder a town full of adults three years he knows ago. What happened. <laughs> Look, they clearly They're much better since they, then. They clearly have a detente with rules where he is allowed to s- continue to survive and just don't point people toward their town. But he's he's aware of what's going on. He sees Malachi's power moves. I mean, I guess he thought, he's not smart, Jack. Yeah, he gets he gets excoriated later for actually doing this because they need him for oil and gas. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. So he, he was right I, to be concerned. I think at this point, he has a reasonable expectation that he's not going to be killed by this group, and yet he immediately, even though he followed all the rules, yes. assumes that Malachi is there to fuck him up. Yeah. I think he's right to assume Malachi is going to fuck him up. Well, that's, well, I mean, that comes true. That's all Malachi yeah, he, wants he, to do. He was, because that's what happened, but it just, I don't know. It was so weird. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing is weird. Yeah. And while we're on that chunk of the movie... Uh, the dream sequence where they so they can shoehorn in a jump scare. Lin, Lin, Linda Hamilton's dream sequence is yeah. so stupid, so and bad, lazy, and bad. I agree. Where Joshua gets back up after being dead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It might be a Jaws thing where they thought that the beginning of the movie was dragging too much and they needed to jazz it up. A the beginning bit. of the movie is the only part yeah. that doesn't really drag at all. Well, but I mean, like after 
They they needed to jazz up the intro to Vicky hmm. Vicky and Bert. I don't know that I agree with that necessarily, Jack. Do you think this movie drags? Do you think this movie's slow? Yes, I do. And boring. Them I, plodding through the town drags on for me. Which is why they needed to insert. That's exactly my point. <laughs> they hadn't even gotten they to the town yet, Mark. They, they needed yeah, to scare. To the ta- they needed to they scare did it at the wrong point to, to at least get a little bit of a pace. They in had there. to build some equity so they could destroy it. Yes. I so I don't think this movie really. It didn't come across to me as dragging as much as like it got a little bit annoying in its repetition. Yeah, I guess so. And then I, I guess I'm also I wasn't saying bored. like. When he's being chased through the town by the kids, that scene goes on for 10 minutes too long. I guess that's yeah. not really it dragging. That's just, yeah. I don't like what it's It's just doing. annoying. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wasn't bored. There's enough weird shit to pick out almost the whole time. Now that I yeah. think about it, that dream sequence is fucking weird because here's, yeah. the, here's how it goes. You fucking wallop a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you then walk out and see his pulverized dead body. <laughs> And Absolutely pulverized. Your, and your fiance says, go to the car and lock the doors. He goes into a cornfield for 20 seconds to get a briefcase. <laughs> and we are to believe that she walks back to the car after fully like filled with adrenaline because they just killed a person. <laughs> and and just asleep. falls asleep for like a quick cat nap. It might be her defense mechanism, seconds. man. She just shuts down. He just goes fully unconscious. I don't know. When I'm stressed, I sleep. That's <laughs> slips, my move. Slips right into a REM cycle. <laughs> I, I sleep when I'm wild. stressed. That whole thing, I mean, I, I did. it was the biggest part of my 30-second plot synopsis is he pretends to see a slash on that kid's throat so he's not responsible for his death. hundred. He, he, he was right. Well, <laughs> yeah, he got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Jack, he's a doctor. He could see exactly what was caused by what. I have an interesting update for you boys. Okay. No. Unrelated to this movie. Uh-huh. I'm sure. I just opened myself another one of these uh, Kirkland uh, oh, signature Citra Hop Session IPAs. Normal can top. Oh, no. What if happened? You need to I write a letter. You need to ask, dude. I need to know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Next time you go to Beer High <laughs> or whatever it's called. Ask him about that. Ask Actually, him about yeah. Just process. ask. I'm sure they're That's like, why call. the fuck are your cans the way they are? And maybe why are they no longer that way? Well, they wouldn't know Costco's. Yeah, but I feel like all, aren't all the cans there like that normally? Even most, like, not definitely not all. Okay, like we'll just ask what the deal on. is with the fucking cans. Okay, I, I mean will. we could also very easily just put a post up on our beer or whatever and see what that. Mark. Okay. Do it. Fine. Yeah, Jack. I'm trying to help Jack make friends, and you're over here like I'm gonna fucking sink I, into I the metaverse. <laughs> Asshole. I'm sorry. You got a, your new phone. You go use your new phone. It's fine. Hey, let's talk about fucking Malachi as what this movie does wrong. <laughs> what about Malachi? He sucks. Um, what movie in does what wrong. way? Other than being extremely weak, apparently. Caesar. <laughs> he's so good, the man. First he belongs. Thing he says he belongs in like a medieval and movie. Gangly motherfuckers like giant lips and bug eyes are so weird when he screams. Jack. He does have a huge mouth. Yeah, I mean, fifty percent of his face is mouth. Y'all, they, he's the least intimidating person I've ever seen on screen. They cast Malachi's <laughs> character strictly by looks. <laughs> they were like, we. They had a checklist. They needed to hit like at least a certain threshold of things that they could have like identifiably like had him look strange because of right, like super pale, ginger, ginormous mouth, super bony, gangly, tall, like all those things, right? And you had to like hit eight out of ten at least. And then they heard him speak, and they're like, 
Eh, at least they were he like, no, apart. it's perfect. <laughs> we're casting him sound, like a medieval bully. He sounds yeah, exactly like you'd expect based on how he looks. Yes. They were like, <laughs> I mean, we have Isaac already. He sounds fucking weird too. So maybe these guys just, you know, befriended each other. Yeah. They bonded over how weird they sound. He's like a straight out of like a, you know, campy like Conan the Barbarian movie. It's awful. This movie was made in 1984. Yeah. <laughs> that was very on brand for yeah. that. Okay, Conan perfect. Odin came out in what, like 82? What did I tell you? Everything I hate about this movie, I kind of also love. Well, I mean, this was something specifically that Jack hated about this movie, I think. But, I mean, I also hate him, in a way. I think he's he, objectively I think he bad, subjectively fun. He does not do a good Caesar! <laughs> he doesn't do a good <laughs> He job. doesn't do a good job. I mean, unless, they, unless he's like actually a, like a super eloquent dude, and they were like, you're really going to have to... Yeah, make it sound like your voice is breaking <laughs> he's, hard. I think he was 18 when this when he acted in this movie. He's speaking like Shakespearean English. Off cut. Oh well, then that was a fun scene to shoot. <laughs> he's got a he's got a perfect transatlantic accent. Let me retire to my trailer. I mean, that would be rad. He seems like he could be British. I don't think he is. Well, are, are no, you saying because he's ginger? What? Like, yeah, what do I you mean, mean yes. Yeah, statistically, like statistically, British. there are more people. I guess Irish. He'd be more likely. To be I don't from, understand what you're saying. He'd be more likely to be from the British Isles than not statistically. <laughs> I don't think that's. I true do at think all. yes. There's a higher percent. Yes, a higher percentage of of, of redheads. There's heads. a ton of Nordic redheads. A the, ton. I think the highest percentage is of that population type, though. I don't know. I think it's a per capita thing, so we're really getting into it here. Looks. I just want to. Uh, I like. I, I want to pause on the sentence. He looks like he could be British. Yeah. <laughs> he does. That describes every human Courtney on the planet, Gaines. I understand. Don't worry. <laughs> we're talking the actor's name is Courtney Gaines. Okay. He doesn't look less weird as an adult. I'm just I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. He kind of looks like um Rorschach dude. Whose he name doesn't I look like uh Jackie Earl Haley at all. A little bit. A, a doughy version of Jackie Earl Haley. Okay. They could be brothers. Yeah, I'll buy that. What else does this movie do wrong, guys? Uh when he drags uh Vicky out to the center square and screams we have your woman she still how many, lives how there many was no yours? indication <laughs> there was no indication that why is that lot from a screenwriting perspective why is that line in there he the, the guy still thinks she's alive he's spent the whole time looking for her he's not not looking for her because he thinks she's dead there's no reason for this whole thing to be in there at oh all. my god he's the he's the, he's in the burbs he's the what's his name in the burbs this yes. is a good energy. He, he had a big career in the 80s and then. Oh my God. I didn't put two and two together, though. Yeah. I dude. fucking love the Burbs, dude. Oh my <laughs> the God. The Burbs is so good. What were we talking about? Another Malachi thing that Jack oh. hates. <laughs> we have your woman. She still lives. Yeah. Even though he thinks she's alive. Also, I do think it's kind of audacious for him to just walk out and start yelling that when he has no idea where uh, Bert is. Yeah. Who obviously can dominate him at a moment's notice. Well, dominate him, but also, I mean, whatever. 17-year-olds are cocky. My point is, like, you need to get a message out there. You clearly don't have access to technology, so I get that. But, like, you still think your most effective means of communicating with a person you're trying to find is walking through a city and yelling? <laughs> Why? He's like what a block away. Doing? You can't hear any of that. <laughs> Isaac says we have to keep the gas station attendant alive because we need his oil and gas. What are they doing with that oil and gas? They have no power. They have no nothing. Well, I mean, ostensibly they need, they're probably running a generator for like stuff in the church and they do need to cultivate the corn still. Like it's not, it doesn't just grow. So they have to power that stuff. They're probably running farm equipment. 
That's probably true. That's a fair point. Fair play. Um, I want to talk about the visual effects, the red insect popcorn. Oh, my God. I love it. If we're using... <laughs> I mean, yes, I do love it as well. If we're using the... I, I think the... I think the milepost here that we're that we should measure this thing against is the against lightning Hellraiser. effects from yeah i love that you went there immediately <laughs> hell oh, yeah the lightning effects in hellraiser uh which were famously animated by clive barker and his uh like director of photography or something like that drunk off their asses <laughs> over drunk one in weekend. a night <laughs> yeah. uh and appreciate that it looks bad that's fine but this looks way worse than that and they attempted to this, that is something this movie does wrong. I that need to see the two side by side. So I bad. need to see them side by side. I don't know. This is way worse. I think they're probably comparable. They're it's so bad. It's horrible. I mean, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I would be interested to know the process that you do to like overlay an image on top of film because they're not. I don't think they're doing this digitally. They had to do this like manually, essentially. But still, it looks horrible. It looks very bad. I think it's <laughs> digital. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine just sticking with, yeah, it looks bad. Whatever. So you think, Jack, you think this is digital? You think they digitized the film and put an effect on top of it? Well, we're in this era where, what I mean, obviously they used, this isn't hand animated. I, I don't, I guess I don't know exactly what the delineation Jack, between digital and analog effects at this time would be. Well, that's the thing. Like these these superimposed visual effects, I do think they had to basically. Well, I don't know. We this is these are things we're not experts in, and we should probably just go read a Wikipedia article on it. That would be yeah. advised. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure computers were involved in the in the addition of the bad red static. Perhaps. Jake, what are you doing? You're playing with scissors, and your eyes are darting around the room. <laughs> I had that feeling like there might be a spider near me, and I was just. <laughs> Speaking of spiders, we didn't talk about it, what the movie does. I, I guess it kind of does wrong. It just shows four seconds of a terrifying spider kind of at the beginning of this movie for no reason. I don't remember that at all. What? It's, it's as Joshua's running through the cornfield. I think it's a golden orb spider. We have them here. Yeah. There, it, there's a special type of spider. that ha it ha So it has its eight legs, but it always keeps two of its legs together. So it looks like it has four. And I mean, like I mean, when they're like creepy. moving, they use all eight of their legs. But, I don't remember this. Uh, they, they, I, I have a big note about it. Yeah. Oh, when, I they're, have, when they're in their web, they hold their arms up like they're. I block out traumatic things, Jack. I know you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's familiar. Yeah, yeah. There's there's just a shot of it as Joshua's running through the cornfield. Okay, I think it's as he's getting attacked. They cut to like a spider or something like that. It's just I think it might in be a as web he's in the stalked, corn. So it's like part of the B reel. There's just like a zoom in on a spider, which gets me to something that I had under nitpicks, but I want to talk about now anyway because I just brought it up. I want to be on set the day that they shot all of their B reel because it's like, okay, go do a dramatic close up on that stock of corn, but make it scary, <laughs> dude. Okay. <laughs> Try and make it as scary as possible. Walk yes. up to that corn, zoom in on it, make it scary. And they did that for, I mean, there's so many of those fucking shots in this movie. Granted, you could probably bang those out in about one minute <laughs> in a cornfield, but still, like the fact that. They had to give that instruction to someone I find intrinsically Some, like, hilarious. second assistant director, like, had a fun time with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gotta go shoot some corn. Oh, hey, there's a spider. Get that fucking spider on screen, man. We need that. <laughs> this is gold. What else does the movie do wrong, boys? What is the deal? This is the last one I what have. What is the deal, Mark? What is the deal with the final jump scare of the movie? This movie has, like, three the, endings. You're talking about the car seat? Yes. Um... 
too many endings, man. Too many endings to this movie. Too many endings, indeed. Uh, and- I don't have much to say about what is the deal with it. It wasn't good. So they didn't need it. Bert, it was cheap. Bert, in the matter of fifteen seconds, convinces them that their religion is wrong and they should walk away from it. Then they Accurate. leave, and they all live happily well, ever after, and they decide to collectively kidnap these two children. If I was an indoctrinated kid, and I saw my de facto leader just get absolutely shit-rolled with zero effort by a heavily wounded man, I'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe yeah. maybe this is not and really all, there, I mean, this is, like, on brand, too, because they're obviously swayed by power, you know? Like... <laughs> The other funny thing about this that's is... That's why they turned coat and mutinied. They, like, that's because of how strong Malachi was. And then he just got... Oh, <laughs> and he got dominated. It was great. The funny thing about all that, though, is this is after... I can't remember the time, the exact timing here. They have verifiable evidence that their religion was correct. <laughs> the person, yeah, right? <laughs> the person died, was dissolved by a glowing ball of static, and then was resurrected as a demon... And killed Malachi in the court. He had already told them their religion was bad. They'd already made the choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened later. So, okay, whatever. They disband. They're like, okay, well, we were wrong. And then they see that they were actually right. And I guess then she climbs into the backseat of the car and probably falls asleep. No, she was waiting there. Mark, she was in charge of ruining their car. She missed the whole sequence. She missed all of it. I thought she was there. I have no idea. Oh. I th- okay, I thought you were Mark. It's not. That. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't remember an individual kid from the gang of kids that were in that. She's field. more than just an individual kid. She's like the priestess lady. I She's like second only remember in command, Malachi and Isaac because Malachi, Malachi is an absurd-looking human being and Isaac is creepy. No, she. Well, she's the one who's conducting the ceremony of Amos. Yeah, she seems like she's in charge of the church. And the, yeah, she's in charge of the church, and yeah. then. Also in charge of, I guess, fucking up the car and then waiting for them to come back to it and attacking them. And it's a stupid scare that doesn't need to happen because then there's like six more seconds in the movie. She's unconscious in the backseat and they decide to walk to Hammondville or whatever the fuck the name of the next Th- That is. whole sequence is crazy because all he does is close the car door on her head and she's out cold it's, and then they make a joke. That's actually fucking hilarious. Kind of yeah. Oh, God. Part. Like yeah. after everything. Oh, God. She's out cold. And then it's yeah. just like, so what do we the do? End. It, literally, it's well, like the end. It says the end. And yeah, so what do we do? We'll send her a postcard yeah, from Seattle. The end. <laughs> it's so good. Well, you, well you're forgetting what, the part where they walk away from the functional vehicle so that they can meander 20 miles no, to the next it's town. No, it's not functional. It's Mark. not functional, it's all full bro. Of corn. Did yeah. it not start? Mark. Am I forgetting that part? The guts there were was out, weren't they? Corn uh, in the engine. Okay. They put I a corn may, stock I might have been the engine. Obviously, that notes. car can't. They, they didn't try to start the car. Okay. No, they didn't try. But it had cars, corn on it, Mark. Cars, it had, cars can the, run on corn, you know? There's corn It had stuff. corn on it. During that same scene is where I don't understand what they did with these kids. They say, well, You want to come live with us for a few days or a week? Or a month? And then they all laugh like one big happy family, and they just abducted these kids, I think. Yes. They, <laughs> this is kidnapping. The but end of this movie this, is so fucking weird. But also, and not like, because there's a demon. Everyone those kids that, know in their entire life is dead or a shit ahead. Kid. Well, for sure. But it's also like this couple that expressed no desire in starting a family was just like, yeah, sure, I guess we're parents now. They changed, Jack. <laughs> yeah, somehow, yeah, that's the other weird thing about the takeaway here is that they grew emotionally. Oh, this my God, by the way. To the point where now they want kids. By the way, I give I give Bert and Vicky six months pops. <laughs> you know. You Bert is a catch, to, man. Yeah. Bert is a fucking catch. He is a catch. 
So is, he's a so dick, but he's a catch. You see her dancing around at the beginning, singing that song about that school being out? lasted too long. It lasted too long. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to pad the run. That was a nitpick. You should blow the whistle. Okay. <laughs> nitpick station. That song and dance was too long, Linda Hamilton. I'm sorry, but it was too long. You're it was very charming. easy, very charming, very easy on the eyes. Everybody loves Linda Hamilton. Too long. Agreed. I liked it. Of course, I you think did. it's a neat pick. Uh, when Why? they're neat lost, pick, this has a dance in it. Fuck. When they're <laughs> lost driving around this town, he says, "We're back where we started." Did I miss a turn? And she says, "No, you didn't miss a turn. We drove in a straight line. The only way he could have missed a turn." <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> the whole exchange. <laughs> did I miss a turn? No, you didn't miss a turn. You drove in a straight line. I mean, the logistical yeah. decisions around most things in this movie are a bit astray. I actually... Not even the logistical decision, just the line, you couldn't have missed a turn, you drove in a straight line, makes no fucking sense. I do want to unpack... Fair. I do want to unpack how they get to the city in the first place, because it is very confusing. Are we... Is there some type of supernatural element that is pulling them into this town? Because I don't understand why the road signs... If the kids don't want people coming to their fucking town, A, take down the road signs... B, it's these people are actively trying to avoid going to that town, follow the correct directions to go to the other place, and they still end up in that town. Why is that? What the fuck? The kids are like the hoppers in the season of The Wire uh, where they're <laughs> turning all the street signs around. Okay. Uh, that Yes, that has to be what's happening. So they want people to come to their town. But they, they don't want the gas station. That was to specifically tell them about it. no. That was specifically what was happening in they, this instance. They because, need some adults to come to the town to sacrifice yeah. to he who walks behind the rose. Yeah, but they've only ever done one other sacrifice, and no, Amos do, seems to have been ton. the first kid who got old enough. Every, every time, I feel like that book no, had the, like thirty was, kids yeah, in it. No, there, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was a list, uh, but that book does bring up another nitpick, which is all the blood in this movie looks like shit. It might even be Escalade that does wrong. Well, yeah, this definitely is is a, a case of, it's oh, a- you have an injury. Let me get the paint bucket out and just draw something yeah. on you. Yeah. And then the worst one is when he's got Malachi has Linda Hamilton and he runs his knife along her face. And it's clearly just like dripping a drop of fake blood down her face. It's not even like indenting her face enough. It's very stupid looking. I mean, yeah, I don't disagree. You could pick out i mean at least a handful of unique different bad blood things in this movie yes i would say honestly the one that sticks out the most to me is the chest slat no the throat slash at the beginning on joshua at the oh. beginning after he's hit by the car because the rest of the effects look yeah. like fine well, i mean all the stuff in the diner was awful too dude yeah but i mean a lot of the stuff they do in this is like implied psycho violence type thing where it's like picture of a hand raising up with a weapon in it cut and then blood for the re- on a wall for the record i have zero issues with that but yeah, they no, mix, no, they mix it with yeah. act, they miss ugh. they mix the not showing you thing with showing you bad things too much well yes, they do. and i think they have an established track record of not having the like good blood effects so it's probably good that they don't show you most of the actual stabbing because yeah, it would also i want them to show you less of it less <laughs> yeah exactly do less i am really starting to realize how much i hate the gas station attendant more and more that i think about the thing you just said because which thing if they want 
the people to be in the town for oh, sacrifice yeah. sacrificial purposes. Why does Isaac send Malachi to the gas station to make sure that nothing he doesn't tell them anything? I guess he could warn them. Yeah, he'd say the that town is full of murderous kids. Okay, so he's not sending. Be, on your, okay, be ready to slap thing. the shit out of everyone you see as soon as you set foot in that town. Yeah, yeah, it'll be very easy. As soon as you slap them, they go unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> their number one weakness is physical it's violence. Unbelievable. <laughs> the main kid, their main enforcer, has not yet finished growing, and he weighs ninety three pounds. Yeah, he weighs one hundred twenty pounds. This is what, this is what Mark and I were talking. We were talking about this. Lot. We talked a lot about this last night, but um, this is the movie version of the hey how many kids could you take at once question <laughs> really yeah do you want to fight a horse-sized duck or 20 duck-sized horses and the exactly. answer is way more than they ever tried to take throughout this yep. movie <laughs> I, I mean for the, the record if you were surrounded by like six to eight teenagers with knives that would be pretty fucking it, intimidating it, it'd be bad for you yes in reality, i don't think it in, would, you in would, reality, well it would not be so easy in this One, movie he they, could have taken i mean 70 of them at once yeah believe it but or not also, cultish christian people don't uh don't take like hand-to-hand combat classes i don't know who's yeah. training they, these yeah. kids they Six also real don't have knives some of them up. just yes. have yeah. clubs and a small club in a teenage i would just barrel into the aim towards the ones that don't have as many blades and barrel through them which is what he does he like specifically goes just runs straight through one of the smaller absolutely yeah he's smart is, is this movie i think this movie's pro christianity in a weird way oh my god it is yeah wait how what? it's very like he, he picks up the bible and he says you're picking and choosing parts of the bible to rewrite that suit your fit and then he talks about how religion will save them if it's full of love and compassion while he's holding a bible page it's the, very it's, strange it's, it's i mean it's not that strange like why is it strange <laughs> for a stephen king work okay yeah I yeah mean, that's that's the qualification sure. you need yeah. It was like it's so weird to see religion treated well. God, yeah, I'm like <laughs> on I, screen. Yeah, no, that, frankly, that, that, that's every day of our goddamn lives. I, I said it in my head, you guys. Okay, okay. I don't have anything to add to that. That's I agree with you. Uh, neat pick though. Gasahall is a pretty cool like farm reference, specific farm reference. I don't have that in my toolkit. Care to elaborate? Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, the whole thing is the gasohol that they use to blow up the, right? They say gasohol a ton. It's labeled gasohol. Gasohol is a thing that either. farms that. and corn farmers in particular use. It's essentially just like 50-50 ethanol and gasoline. Yeah, this missed us. Yeah, to... I was not, I, I didn't see this detail. Oh, but I'm glad you're specific... bringing it up. Yeah, it's a specific farm thing. I mean, they use it for like light to medium, smallish engines uh, all about a farm. Most like farms and corn farms in particular have a ton of gasohol lying around. So they really don't need the gas. Maybe they just need to convert all their shit over to ethanol then, you know? They don't even need the gas station attendant. Definitely Maybe. not. But I mean, they definitely do because you have to do so much work to convert an engine. I mean, it's why gasohol is only used in like small light engines. You need to do a ton of work to make an engine run purely on ethanol when it used to run on gasoline. It probably won't work. You just need to rebuild the engine, essentially. These kids are little engineers, okay? They can do it. I believe they can. The science coming out of this community is impressive. Give I, me one example. Well, they're converting, I mean, all, of their, in a world they're converting where... all their tractors to run on pure ethanol. Do you know how hard that is? No, they haven't. They still need the gas <laughs> and oil, We've Mark. just they're had this conversation. They, they didn't do it successfully. But in a world where their ideas are good. Their ideas. No, they're idea people. Yeah. Science is the idea of studying variables to understand the truth, right? In a world where there actually is a devil. Why are you defining science on this podcast? Very, very good science. What is happening? 
they are as scientific as possible in a world where there actually is a he who walks behind the rose. Nitpick with someone from our actual lives. Betsy thinks that's Whoa. He walks behind the R-O-S-E. Yeah, you mentioned this when you picked it in the first place. <laughs> it's still we're gonna need a bleep. Bothers. We're gonna need a bleep. He who walks he who walks me. behind the flower thing. Yep. The thorny flower. Still bugs me. Beep the name. She also thought it was the best part of waking up as Maxwell House in your cup, though, so. Folgers? In your cup. Yeah. For she sure thought it was Folgers. Maxwell House? Yeah. We, did we you ask her to sing the lot, jingle? Did you I. ask her to sing the jingle? I for sure did, and she sang it with Maxwell House. How did, crammed in. Wait, did she speed up? Was it like, with Maxwell House in your cup? Yes, that's exactly what she oh, did. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like it. That's wrong. Seventh grade. I buddy. have I have my own neat pick, Jack. Okay, Bob. This movie gets Monopoly right. That is such oh, a shitty yeah, fucking dude. board game. <laughs> yeah. There is zero points to Monopoly, and I love that that interchange happened. 13, Exchange. $1,300 billion, please. I mean, it's fucking <laughs> stupid. That game sucks. It doesn't suck. That game sucks. No, that game doesn't suck. Jack, that game sucks. It does suck. I bet we'd have a lot of fun playing a game of Monopoly. Oh, probably. I don't. I don't ever want to play it again, though. Not after last time. <laughs> <laughs> Not after what you did. <laughs> you fucker. Hey, when he's trying to burn down the cornfield and he lights his Molotov cocktail on fire and throws it, what happens to it the first time? Why doesn't it blow up? It, it just, just kind of lands. lands. Uh, this was really that's the nitpick. Is why the fuck would it shatter at all when he throws it into a dirt? Field. Yeah, but then it the wouldn't have reacted differently the second time that it did the first. Yeah, the kid goes running after it. Says here, it'll work this time. Why? No, he said get it right this time, which was better. Yeah, I guess like <laughs> throw it higher. I guess. Yeah, he throw it better. Hit a rock. God. But also when they show it on the ground the first time, it's very clearly an empty bottle with a dry rag in it. Yeah, continuity. I don't know. Nitpick. What? Yeah, dude, it would have been fucking hilarious if he had like pulled out a gun and just shot it. And then it would have done the explosion thing because it's a movie. And the hilarious thing would be that he had a gun the whole the time. time. The whole time. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Really. That would have been. That I mean, really would have the gun. That really would have thrown a wrench into the whole storytelling aspect of it. Though. He was playing on slappers only, Jake. Yeah, I mean, he didn't want to kill these <laughs> children. <laughs> I want to say that the uh, flipping of the deadbolt at the beginning is like one of the least intimidating. You're trapped in here with us. Moments I've seen of that specific. Like, oh. it's not a key. Just flip the deadbolt no. back. It takes no, almost it back no the time. other way. Nothing the kids do in this movie is remotely <laughs> intimidating. And he or does scary. that immediately before he screams his stupid ass fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. What's the line? Uh, they um, they don't talk. They don't have any lines there. They just no, like, not nod at the beginning. Each other. Not the beginning. Of yeah, the this movie. is the beginning in the. Yeah, soda you're mixing parlor. two scenes. Yeah, he no, he screams something. I can't. Well, uh, he screamed. No. I, I was screamed it twice in this podcast. I You're talking remember. about seize them or whatever, seize her. Yes. No, that's a different her. scene. Dude. This, yeah, this is a completely different scene. I'm talking about the beginning at the, the soda fountain. Malachi walks in and flip. I actually don't think it's Malachi. It's one of the other kids. He flips the. He Malachi's flips in the back. Yeah. The the kid walks in. It might be Amos. He walks in and flips the deadbolt, and it's just like a deadbolt. Like you, you we'd yeah. walk up and you'd flip it back and leave. Yeah. <laughs> also, there are only three kids in this fucking restaurant. They murder like 25 people. <laughs> well, half of it was through arsenic, so. Yeah, well, that's four people cyanide. That's who helpful. all decide to chug their coffee together. Piping hot coffee <laughs> arrives at their table, and they all drink it immediately. All of it. This coffee is delicious. God damn it. I love that line, man. In a well, certain way, diner co- coffee is delicious. Diner coffee is delicious, yeah. and cyanide is reported to taste like almonds, so it could be tasty. Oh. Dude, fan theory. 
<laughs> I mean, I think that's. I don't Ooh, know. You don't know. You said reported to be. <laughs> Why don't guess, you test it and let me cyanide. know, Jack? Well, Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm pretty sure it's cyanide that takes like almonds, not uh, arsenic. But how does someone know? like? Do you just like what do you? How do you know? What do you do? People have survived drinking cyanide before and arsenic. So yeah, there's just, there's like low levels that are that are fine. That are fine. Not fine. I wouldn't do it. But okay. You know, if you want to live vicariously and figure out whether or not it tastes like almonds, I guess you could probably have like a milligram or something. Why would that be vicariously? I don't know. Felt like a fun word to yeah, use. Yeah, that would be cool. exactly the opposite yeah. of vicarious. That would just be living. The personally. That would just be living. That's what living is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. If you feel like living and then not afterward. Living on the edge. No, yeah. On the Oh, God. Now that Aerosmith song is in my head. I hate that song so much. It's so bad. <laughs> they have that stupid fucking hanger that actually uses like mountain wind blowing. It's so bad. You're talking about the music video now? Well, it's in the song. Like, it's in the song. <laughs> It's in the album version of the song, and it's just like, it's so, oh, it's a preposterous song. Continue. <laughs> I hate when, it. When uh, right after they have obliterated Joshua on the highway, um, he goes out. Uh, Bert goes out to examine the person and see if they're alive or dead, or the like former person. Former person. Uh, <laughs> Linda Hamilton. Vicky walks up and she says, "Is he?" And oh is yeah, he dead? and his response is oh yeah. <laughs> that was a, a neat pick, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he did. <laughs> that actually, honestly, that line is probably the perfect encapsulation of what this movie is. <laughs> there, no, there, there's anyway. a lot of good lines in that early section because right after that, when they're driving and they get lost, or he's they're driving trying to figure out where to like report this. He goes, "We'll go this way. This will work." She goes, "Are you sure?" He goes, "What do you mean? Am I sure?" <laughs> It's pretty good. As they're flying through a... Is that when they're driving through the cornfield? Yeah, going like, through the cornfield. Going like 60 miles an hour with corn hitting their car. Yeah. Is that the scene where it just then, then it hangs on for a minute and like five seconds of silence happens and then he's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> what? Again, six months back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I want to know... Okay, so it's been three years since they murdered their adults and shut themselves off from society. But did the IRS never come knocking on these doors? To Dude, the IRS is so slow. Not in nineteen. Why would the IRS? Why would no income anymore? In why would the IRS come? There's no income being generated anymore. That well, that's what I'm saying. Though. Who is paying like all of the a sudden, ta- all who, of these- is, who is paying the taxes? There are people who have mortgages. Yeah, How, nothing's getting paid. There's so much debt still in this community, yeah. and no one's coming after it. I guess. Why Maybe is no one coming to this right. town? I mean, even, this even is the, the smallest exact... towns have have to like participate in the outside world. I mean, yeah, the diner has to probably get orders weekly. Someone would have drove in with like, "Here's your fucking diner coffee." The next Food week, Service of America is yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is the type of nitpick that this movie has in spades. But yeah, it's it, a good it, one. This community can't possibly have existed for three years. Oh God, no! If they said like six months later, I'd be like, I okay, do really fine. like like conceptually though, like in the middle of Nebraska, perfect. There's like this Lord of the Flies style cut off from anywhere town where this weird shit's happening. That's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Neat pick. I don't know. That's what the movie did right. We've already done this. Okay. Good job, Stephen King. It's like you're fucking onto something here. Last nitpick. You really get into that <laughs> horror writing thing. Vicky gives Bert at the very beginning of the movie. She gives him an engraved lighter, and on it it says like Bert. Haversack MD or whatever the fuck and then it says my darling but there's a period between the M and the Y M <laughs> M dot Y darling so there was MD or something 
I'm 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 guessing what happened is just total faux pas, and like they had the thing printed because it's a prop, and it got fucked up, and they're like, eh. It's a total faux pas. Total faux pas. That's what a faux pas is. No. Yeah. I think a faux pas is like when you make a mistake. Bro. Well, I mean, yes, but I think it's more around like unwritten societal rules. It's like a taboo thing. Yeah. Um. I mean, they got the thing wrong. Don't do that. It's like a fake paw. Totally. <laughs> like if, if you have a paw, like like one of your animal paws. Yeah. If it's a fake one of those. Do you think it comes I from a, a rabbit's nitpick. foot? Being a fake rabbit's foot? Is Monkey's that a faux paw? paw? I have a nitpick with society writ large. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Jack, and I have so time. many of those. Let's yeah, do wait. It. This gonna, is not, Jake? That's not the conversation we're having, Jack. <laughs> I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the short story one more time. This short oh! story originally originally published in Penthouse um, nice. in the seventies, and I, if this is the kind of shit that's getting published, like if horror short stories are published in Penthouse, I would read that for well, for the article. Not yeah, for the article. <laughs> I guess it's not an article, but for the not scantily clad women. I'm wondering what Penthouse was like in the seventies. You know, it was created in the sixties to be a competitor to Playboy. So like, so it was scantily clad know, women it, for sure. Okay. I mean, there's some truth to reading it for the articles. Like, it's not like there wasn't interesting stuff being published. Playboy did actual journalism on a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there was a time when those weren't just like, I mean, now they've obviously evolved to just porn. But, like... Does Penthouse exist anymore? I think so. I don't see why not. That seems like it'd be weird if it didn't exist. Yeah, I don't think... I don't, okay. think, thing, I don't think pornographic things go out of business. <laughs> they just continue to <laughs> multiply. Yeah. <laughs> That is all I had for uh, Nitz pick. I mean, yeah, I I could go on with really stupid stuff like when he's the trying to chase after the kids at the diner and he gets in the car. They have five steps on him, and he gets in his car. Like it's that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, very stupid. He could have caught them in three seconds by running. Oh my god, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. They're kids. You could boot them across. I mean, the obviously, room. look what ends up. He, 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 just, to... he slaps their leader into unconsciousness. <laughs> <laughs> it's three times. Just, psh, psh, psh. Oh, it's more fantastic. of an indictment of Malachi, dude. It's like you got knocked unconscious with three slaps and weren't even like closed fists. It's unbelievable. He might have hit mean, him. He might have hit him like right on the ear. That, yeah, like, or like right. I mean, if you separate you get the, the jaw, isn't that what does it? I don't. I Crispy mean, almost slapped me into unconsciousness during one of well, our slap. Yeah, bets but dude, those, those slap bets, those were so much harder slaps than that. Was, he this, got me squarely these, in the temple too. Yeah, these are like the Russian slap fight league slaps. Yeah, it's not like this. He was just barely thwapping him. I do commend his restraint though, because at that point, what Malachi had done to me, I would not be slapping him at that point. I, that does seem like the appropriate response to a bunch of kids that are harassing you is just slapping them. Into he is he is ready to be a dad. That was, there was a tremendous amount of restraint. He'd been restrained. stabbed. Yeah, I, mean, I would be way past slaps. I would be. Past yeah, slaps. you would have yelled castle doctrine and full on body slammed somebody, broken their spine yes. in half. <laughs> in yes, half. absolutely. Especially Malachi's. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Yeah. Did let's go to did reality? Just pause. <laughs> Was there a glitch in the Matrix? I thought you guys froze. Well, I thought I thought you two had frozen, and that was weird because Mark is in the same fucking room as me. I was independent of all of my reality. Oh my god! I had frozen. We over at Easy Horror use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Walter White would rate the amount of things that stop this train. Nothing stops this train. And for ten, think of how Chris Cornell would rate your memory of his name. 
Story is the first category to rate these movies. This was my pick. I'm going to rate it for story. I'm giving it a six for story. The story is one of the best parts of this thing. Creepy kids taking over a town. Demonic thing. It all kind of works. I like the story of this with like the primary villain of Isaac, secondary villain of Malachi. It's good from a 30,000 foot view story rating. It all falls apart and breaks down if you examine it in any greater detail, Jake. I mean, same reasons, different score. I gave it a seven and a half. I th- concept- no, conceptually, this is great. Like, we just talked about this before we got to this segment. I think that it's really cool that there's this Lord of the Flies style thing, cult in the middle of Heartland America. That's a cool idea. And then I had completely forgotten that there was this supernatural element as well where they were, were kind of right. It's that's That's interesting. I like the story at large, but it's like Jack said, when you get into the detail that it's kind of like really poorly executed in some ways. Yeah, and yep. I assume Mark. I assume you guys are gonna take that into your immersion category. Yeah, yes. And how to unpack that? I I think yes. I completely agree with you guys. Conceptually, it's quite a good setup, but I also don't think that the story works mechanically very well at all. Like how a how do these kids fit into this community if they're basically shunned by the church? How like how are they getting food and support from their friends? Well, who the fuck is Joshua? What is he doing in the community? That type of stuff. Outside of that. Yeah, there's a lot of things about why this wouldn't work. Why are they how do they get pulled supernaturally ostensibly into this community that they are not trying to go to and trying to actively avoid? Why is the gas station guy that that whole setup doesn't make any sense. Mm. Agreed. I I don't know. I I don't know that I go as far as say the whole setup doesn't make sense. I just think that like the the, de- the when you get into the details, like I said, it wasn't executed correctly. It breaks down, and that's why we're f- gonna f- we're gonna f- maybe not flip flop, but you're gonna see a reckoning. Okay. Well, let's go to that reckoning. Yeah. World oh, I don't know what I actually said. I get oh, five. five. <laughs> so we got a five, six, and a seven and a half. Yeah. And I actually gave it a five, but this is entirely on the world building and not at all on the immersion part of this. This okay. movie is a insanely low immersion score but <laughs> as you mentioned mark this town is really cool i don't know if they shot an abandoned town or what they did cornfield really cool all of it works together well i like the barn that they hole up in for the storm it all works from a world building perspective it's a believable place i enjoy it very much jake uh, what'd you what'd you give it five okay jack and i are in lockstep here uh again same reason different score i gave it a three and a half and again this is pretty much all for world building the, the immersion is everything that you kind of just talked about in story. I mean, I get that it's born of the way they kind of like trip over themselves in terms of the story in a detailed perspective. But to me, this is just like my immersion, my ability to get through this as a film and agree that what's happening could possibly be happening. And that's about as low as it could possibly be with this movie. So that's why it's a lower score. Okay. Yep. Mark. Yeah. I gave it a six. Given that I'd already penalized it for the mechanics of the story and the effects that it has on the world, I'll just agree with you guys that the world building is really good here. And this will come up again when we talk about Scare Factor in a second. But I do think the the early setup to this works in a way that, that pulls me in uh, as they're like meandering through the ghost town and those stupid shots we were talking about earlier of like yeah. kids showing up in front of camera with just their lower half of their body holding like a sickle or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's intimidating and it creates this sort of weirdly claustrophobic, like you're being followed through a ghost town type of thing. And I think that works really well in the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to take us into Scare Factor, and I'm going to give it a three for Scare Factor. This is not a scary movie. It does have creepy aspects, creepy elements, creepy sequences, but they are pieced together with 
comically stupid and unthreatening villains throughout a large part of this movie, and then the effects on the actual supernatural villain look absolutely terrible. So it's not it's hard for this to actually scare you in any meaningful way. It was a joke to me when I was in elementary school. Um, it's a three. Didn't scare me then, doesn't scare me now. Jake. Yeah, I have a very similar rating again. Same reasons. I, this is not a scary... For the record, so far, you guys have not had similar ratings at all. <laughs> similar reasons, different ratings. <laughs> yeah. Same reason, different score okay. is basically what I could continue saying. I mean, broken record at this point. I wasn't as far off this time. I gave it a three and a half. Like, it's it's all because of the creepy elements that they show at times, but are more, like, born of this environment. I, I love what you guys said about this town from a world perspective being spot on because I do think that that in and of itself is creepy but that's about all it had going for it in this category like the way that they executed some of the things like we talked about with like kid enters frame you see weapon kid exits frame like that starts to like eat itself a little bit I the like the that. movie it gets old there's they have one move but it's sort of like they do it I like it the well. first time and then by the end it's like grading on me so it makes me want to like rail against it a little bit it's one of those okay. uh and then the graboid didn't need to be there i mean I, it did in a way but it was weird it didn't impact the scare at all hmm. it was just a weird thing so yeah it's a low but not super low score yeah mark i went um a little bit higher i gave it a four i think we're all basically in lockstep there half point dude yeah i i think that the this is also where i'm putting a little bit of the benefit of the from the like setup the concept of it i think is inherently creepy the setting is inherently creepy ghost towns are spooky and like i said the beginning of the movie is pretty slow not the actual like beginning beginning but once we the, the burton vicky arc as they're like getting to the town it's a bit slow but as i said in the last category i for whatever reason it works really well for me to as far as building tension goes of them like slowly having this like group close in on them and yeah granted it's a bunch of like 10 year olds so not that intimidating when push comes to shove, literally. But uh, I, I, I still think psychologically before that actually comes to violence that it, it works fairly well. So whatever. Fair enough. That's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. And it's a three for me on effects or judicious lack Damn. thereof. Yeah. The obviously the digital effects yeah. look obscenely bad. Bad, bad, The bad, blood bad. almost never looks good. Bad. Almost always looks bad. Mm -hmm. The... ADR is comically bad at mm. times. Um, there is just, there's nothing it does particularly well, and a lot of stuff it does particularly poorly. It's a three for me. It's bad from an effects perspective. Jake. Uh, that feels so low to me, but then when I think about my score, I didn't like give it a super high score. I gave it a four and a half. Like the, the visual effects at large look bad. Uh, the, the sound, while it didn't bother me, had. It, it obviously is of that era. Um, I didn't really. I wasn't impacted by the score that was mentioned. I forget which one of you talked about it. I that, didn't. I didn't notice the. the I would. Sound I like the score. I, I would think that score. that would have impacted your rating maybe a little bit, Jack. But either way, whatever. I. I think that where this does get points though is like I just said on the last rating. Um, sets, man. Like sets and props. Yep. It looks pretty damn good, and I don't think that that degree of difficulty was low. Like that's a pretty big area. I, I get that they're just in Heartland America somewhere, so like they could find a place and do it. The corn Jesus painting and the and the it's corn great. crucifixes that keep showing up. It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. But it's still overall, like when you think about the impact of what the effects had or brought to the table from this movie, it's it's lower than average for sure. Yeah, Mark. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that it would be. I, I guess I did de facto have it lower than average because I give it a five. <laughs> I don't agree. 
Well, I agree. I I think the uh, the props department is bringing the heat here. The really the only thing that is unforgivably bad about this movie uh, is the three seconds of like red static popcorn it's, climbing it's the, up the crucifix. It's the out and out music. effects. It's it's both the CG and the practical. The practical effects look bad from like a horror perspective. I guess yeah. also I don't like all the props. The knife made out of a corn cob is so stupid and would break immediately. <laughs> that's not a great point. Okay, yeah. good point. <laughs> that's more that's more like a world building thing though than a prop. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> they grow extra sharp corn in this town. You gave it a what? I gave it a five. Just one okay. one half step below average. Let's go to overall. I'm giving it a five. This is a big tilt up. This movie is so stupid. It makes no sense. There's a lot of dumb shit, but it's kind of enjoyable. It's fun to watch. It's dumb in its stupidity. I see why I gained a cult following. It's I've been watching it to make fun of it ever since I was a little kid. <laughs> That's what I still do now. It's dumb. But it has some cool parts, too. Five, Jake. Yeah, I mean, weirder movie than I remembered. It is certainly memorable in a lot of weird ways and i think that like that is what's as we've said a few times what's good and what's bad about it there was nothing i could do other than andy dalton line this movie as a five and a half for me because that's what it is like what's good about it is good from like kind of a comedic perspective because it's sort of a glorious mess and what's bad about it is good it's not a bad movie it's not a like to clarify I feel like it. we're so deep into this podcast that I shouldn't have to. This is not an it's so bad, it's good movie. It's just so specific and weird in some ways that what's messy about it is still kind of charming. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely see the, like, Stephen King wanted it one way and was fighting with the studio who wanted it a very different way. And they settled on not somewhere in the middle, just 50-50 parts of both <laughs> yeah. extremes. <laughs> Mark. Uh, I am in lockstep with Jake on that one. I also gave it a five and a half. I, I think the brilliance of this movie is exactly how, like, fine it is. And from, from just a full movie perspective, it's not so bad it's good because it's just average. But then, yeah, like he was saying, the rough edges are the things that make this really stand out and... You have like a group of a million extraordinary and weird things that coalesce to create something that's fine. Yeah, but if, if this movie were <laughs> if this movie were bad, I don't think it would fall into the so bad it's good category. Yeah, correct. So it's just good enough that you're willing to like sure. enjoy yeah. it for what it is. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that was that was oddly eloquent. I agree. Um, should we talk about to whom the hell we would recommend? Yes, yeah, I think any genre fan who hasn't seen it. Honestly, yeah, like to sure. me, you this should is, see this, this movie. Is part of, this is part of the canon. Yeah, you should watch this movie for sure. It's not great, but it's it's fun in it's my a, opinion. It, but it also it's does, certainly entertaining. Yeah, and it also is, I think, a crucial chapter in the ongoing and interesting narrative of Stephen King's battle with production companies to like, I think, make his movies worse by doing what he wants to them. Like, it's a really interesting chapter in that saga. It is also one of the better Stephen King movies out there, uh, depending on how uh, long you want to make that list. But he, like his list is this is so... a hell of a lot better than Cujo. Yeah, I mean, but I'd put this. I wouldn't put this in the top ten. ten. I don't I, think this is probably this is probably top ten. I need to look I at a list. I guess so. I need like, a list. Yeah, I mean, what are we also including like Shawshank Redemption? Yes. Okay. Definitely not top ten. That's a Stephen King book movie. Okay. Shawshank. So Shawshank Redemption and um, Stand by Me are probably top. I mean, Carrie and The Shining are both better than. (laughs) You're already at four. Already. I think Pet Cemetery is better than this. Okay. The Running Man is better. Oh my god! Running Man. Hell yeah! I forgot. Misery is better than this. 
Uh, thinner is not better than this. The Green Mile is better than this. No. What? The Green The Green Mile is great. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, what? You just don't like it? It's three hours long. Oh, you're, you're Forrest Gumping it. Yes. Well, that's what I do. I don't like Forrest Gump. Oh. What? The Mist, maybe, is probably better. Oh, yeah, The Mist is better. 100% um, better, yeah. 1922, Gerald's Game and In Gerald's the Tall game Grass is. are all better. Gerald's Game and In the Tall Grass. So we're already in double digits. Dr. Sleep is way better. Yeah, but that's more Flanagan than whatever. It's a Stephen King it's, book. Yeah, it's a Stephen King. Fine, fine, fine. What are we doing? What we're exactly are we doing I mean, here? The Shining is more Kubrick. Like when yeah, every, Everybody loves it when we list things. What the fuck? <laughs> but you waited so long. To t- That's the first time you did it was in 2019. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's in did the top get- 13. <laughs> okay. King movies. It's, it's top 15. <laughs> he has a deep catalog. That's he does. Bad. Where would we put Maximum Overdrive? Oh, that's above this. Okay. Yeah. Top 14. It's top 14. <laughs> top 14. <laughs> I said 15. It was it's top 13, though, because Green Mile's way lower <laughs> than you guys are making it out to be. It's not, dude. Green Mile is better than this. I, I don't think Green Mile's great, but it's better than I Children of the I would much rather watch this than Green Mile. Exactly. I, it's the it Green Mile. It doesn't make it a worse movie. No, it's a good movie. I don't think anyone would say it's a bad movie. It has a lot of problematic things about it. Is it sure. a bad movie? In that way, yeah. Is it a bad movie? Yes. He doesn't sound confident. <laughs> You're just gonna keep asking me the same question until I change my tune. So I'm gonna, gonna go a- yes, well, all you yes? can say is yes. You can say it with confidence. Yes. See, this is better. It hits better, but you gotta do it the first oh, time because I don't believe you. It parts one and two, even though part two is sucks. So it's a top twenty. It's this. top twenty is where we're getting right here. <laughs> We're going to be here. It's like, this is going to be a three-hour segment. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you make a thousand movies, fuck. This is definitely better than the Langoliers. <laughs> oh, Langoliers is also really long. Yeah, Langoliers yeah, is the Langoliers like, is like a four-and-a-half-hour four fucking nightmare mess. Getting okay. caught in an airport because you got lost in time because you were asleep and you flew through the northern I dated lights. a girl in college who loved the Langoliers, and I had to watch it a few times, and it's bad. That's too much. Once is fine. I want you to see Langoliers once. <laughs> disagree. I don't, <laughs> don't need to see the language. Yeah, no. man. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Experiences <laughs> a bunch of toothy capers that are eating time. Yeah. Doesn't that get you going? J- oh, yeah. Stick we gotta go. Okay, session. Jack wants to go. We're going. We're going. We're going. <laughs> this has been episode 236 of the A to Z Horcast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, check the links in the description below. You can get to our website. You can find our Patreon, which, hey, if you're here, might be a good time to consider joining if you haven't already. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, all of the funds that we get from Patreon are continuing to go to Feeding America, so you can know that it's going somewhere good, and you'll get some perks kicked your way for your troubles. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. And next, not really week, it's going to be a minute, uh, full disclosure, I am about to head out of the country for a couple weeks to go on my honeymoon. So next, whatever, next time an episode comes out, we're going to be going to... Wait, which one are we doing? Are we doing the viewer pick or are we doing one of yours? We're going to do we're Lady, doing in, Lady the in the Water. We're doing Lady in the Water. Okay, so this is from Patreon member Leslie. Patreon member Leslie, yes. Uh, it's been a minute since which I've seen this, boys. Fucking it's hell. also not a horror movie. <laughs> Fackin' hell. Well, we're A to Z. barely a movie. So this is the Z side, right? <laughs> it's the Z side of the A to Z? Yeah, okay. Why would you want to be A? Like, do you think that... It's more of a horror movie than that, American movie. Wait, do you movie? think that movies <clears throat> get less horrifying if they're further along in the alphabet? No, probably more. because yeah, zombies. That's why I'm... So- Oh, fuck, no. I got it wrong. I got it backwards. We're leaving. Exactly wrong. See you next time. Drink beers. Watch horror movies (laughs) of the right kind. Whether that's A or Z is up to you. Bye.
Lady of the Water is smack dab in the middle of the alphabet. Start with an L. I was just trying to help. I was just trying to help you. Or him. Who was I trying to help? <laughs> Who was I trying to help? It's unbelievable. <laughs>